I want to go to chapter 20, Acts chapter 20, a little thought that God had put in my heart this week. And I trust the Lord when you use it, speak to our hearts tonight. It is a real joy to be here tonight. And uh, my, what a good crowd on Wednesday, Sunday night. I appreciate all of you coming, being in the house of God tonight. And so good to be back at Calvary Baptist Church. I sat back to our thinking, of course, I've said this here before, and I'll say it again tonight. If I, if I lived in this area, I promise you, I wouldn't have to pray long about what church to go to. That's right, amen. And I love it. I love what's going on around here. I love your choir. I love your singing. Hey, I love your preacher. I love hearing him preach. And uh, I appreciate what God's doing here at Calvary. And uh, what a joy it is to be here and be in service tonight. I appreciate him letting an old preacher come. Now, I'm not near as old as some of these guys over here to my right. And uh, I saw Sonny come in a while ago. Raise your hand. Y'all see that guy? That man right there is so old that when he orders three minute eggs, they make him pay up front. Of course, when I was a little boy, God used to take me, or my daddy, when I was just a small boy, used to take me to hear Brother Looney preach also. And he's getting on. <laughs> Y'all get that later. But anyhow... Good to be here tonight. Good to see you in service. And I do appreciate your preacher allowing us to come and be with you in service tonight. And uh, I am humbled and honored to be here tonight. And uh, I, I know you know this, but I want to say it real quick tonight. Man, what a preacher you have for a pastor. Yeah. Uh, years and years ago, when I went to Turner's Creek, a long time ago, I never will forget the pulpit committee was talking to me. And uh, they was getting ready to vote on me. Matter of fact, they was getting ready to vote the next day. And uh, they said, now, we've talked to you before. We've come and heard you preach. And, of course, I'd been there and preached revivals and stuff. And uh, one of the pulpit committee looked at me and said, now, we're looking for a pastor. And if he can preach, that's a bonus. Y'all didn't get that. And uh, you can get one, not get the other. But you got a package deal tonight, amen? And uh, what a blessing he and his wife is tonight. What a joy it is to be here and be in service tonight. And good to see you in the house of God. Good to see my friend, Brother Jesse Burton, amen? His wife and daughter, two daughters, son-in-law. And uh, good to see them tonight. And good to be in the service tonight. I'll say just a word about this little book here, and I'm going to preach in just a minute. You probably have all the other books that I already have. I, I was here... Uh, uh, last February is the last time I was here. And uh, by the way, this is my 14th time of being in this church preaching. And uh, you know what 14 means in the Bible? It means deliver. So maybe I, I'll, get, I'll do something to help you deliver tonight, amen. But anyhow, uh, you probably have the other books that I have, but if you don't, I know you don't have this one. I just got this one back just a week or two ago. Uh, it's on the book of Philemon. I like writing on stuff that nobody else writes about. And the little book of Philemon tonight, you very seldom can find anything on that little book tonight. And I love studying the book of Philemon tonight. I've entitled the book, The Epistle with the Dismissal. Uh, Paul said, hey, Philemon, if Onephesus owes you anything, you put that on my account and I'll take care of it. And uh, there's uh, seven outlines in here on the book of Philemon, 52 pages, uh, the prisoner, the partners, the prelude, the prayer, the plea, the payment, and the pardon. And if you'd like to get one of them, see my wife after service, and uh, she will make that available. I do not charge for books. Uh, if you want to give a $5 gift help get it printed again, that would be a blessing. But if you want one, you see her after service. I also have Jonah. Did I have Jonah last time I was here? Uh, but anyhow, uh, Jonah, uh, creepy crawlers in the church. <laughs> yeah, 
and uh, Ruth. But anyhow, if you want one, you see that. Preach, this is yours. I'll leave it later right here, okay? And uh, you see her tonight, all right? Good to be in church, amen. Hey, I'll say this tonight. I'm glad to be somewhere where something's going on. I I mean that. I'll tell you, God is still in the saving business. I'll promise you he's still in the saving business. And can I just say this tonight? Winning souls is fun. You say, what do you mean it's fun? It's fun. I had one of the funnest things happen to me this week I've ever happened, uh, trying to win a guy to God. I come out of the hospital for South, <laughs> this is funny, come out for South Hospital and uh, I was walking across the parking lot and this black guy come up to me. I mean, he was a, he was a dude. I'm telling you, he was something else. And had a big old T-shirt on and said, trust no man. And uh, come running up right at me and said, I'll ask you a question. I said, well, I want to ask you one first. He said, what? I said, if you die right now, would you go to heaven? He took it the wrong way and turned around and ran. <laughs> he, he did. And, uh, and, and as, running, as he's running, he's looking back like this. And the last word I heard him say was hail. I don't know what he was saying about hell, but I probably don't want to know. But anyhow, uh, it's fun to win souls. It's fun to see people get saved by the good grace of God. And how exciting that, let me tell you something, church. It's not this way everywhere. You better thank God what he's doing around here, amen. And uh, I appreciate what he is doing. Again, if I live close by here, I certainly would be a member here. And uh, I like what the Lord's doing here. Acts chapter number 20 tonight, would you stand please? I have, this is not just all Bible, there's about 100 outlines in here. Uh, But, uh, you know, an evangelist, as an evangelist, uh, most of them have 20 titles and five messages. Y'all didn't get that. And, uh, but anyhow, I I, want to talk to you now about something I've not preached on much. And uh, God really burnt this thought in my heart this week. I pastored almost 40 years. And in them 40 years of pastoring almost 40 years, I still have a lot of that pastor stuff in me. And uh, my desire is to help you tonight. Can I encourage you tonight? Let me all right. And I want to encourage you and I want to challenge you and help you at the same time. Notice with me in Acts chapter number 20 tonight. Bible says in verse 17, and I want you to pray for me. I'm glad I, I, I'd see that clock back under. I told my wife, I said, we're going to get one like, Brother, put that back up there. We're going to put, I told my wife, I said, we're going to get one like that and put in our bedroom. The one we got in ours is about this big, and when you lay in the bed, don't have any glasses on. And I got a problem. Won't you pray for me? My, my, I, I broke my glasses this morning. These were my grandpa's. They're about that old. Acts chapter 20, verse 17. And from Miletus, uh, to, uh, from Miletus he sailed to, or sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church. And when they were come to him, he said unto them, you know, from the first day that I came into Asia, uh, after what manner I have been with you in all seasons, how serving the Lord with all humility of mine, how with many tears and temptations which befell me by the lying weight of the Jews, and how I kept back nothing, how that was profitable unto you, uh, but have showed you and taught you publicly from house to house, 
testifying both to the Jews and also to the Greeks, repentance towards God, have faith towards the Lord Jesus Christ. By the way, that still works. That, that does still work. Notice the next verse. Now, behold, I go bound in the spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things which shall befall me, befall me there. I say the Holy Ghost witnessing in every city. I say that bonds and afflictions abide in me. But none of those things move me, neither can I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of the grace of God. Thank you for sitting and be seated tonight. I'm interested tonight, and I'm gonna look at all the verses tonight, but I'm interested tonight in this statement in verse 24. But none of those things move me. I want to preach tonight for a few minutes on this subject. The secret to spiritual stability. Or up in the mountain where I'm from, we would say it this way. By the grace of God, I ain't going to be moved. (laughs) So I I want to talk to you a few minutes tonight on spiritual stability tonight. When you come to this verse here tonight, Paul said none of these things here have moved me. Stability and commitment tonight is a, is a thing of the past in a lot of places tonight. Yeah. I, I want to say to you, not by the grace of God. Hey, we ought to have stability and stickability and thank God just stay in there for the glory of God. I see across this country, now I'm in a different church every week now, and uh, I see across this country tonight, I see a lot of apathy, I see a lot of attitude, I see a lot of absence, but I don't see a lot of stickability. I, I've come to this point tonight preaching in different churches. And, uh, and I go to a lot of churches, same one every year. And uh, I, I quit asking the preacher how where so-and-so is. I quit doing that. I, hey, listen now, God wants you and I tonight to have a truckload of stickability. Hey, I'm preaching good. Just stay in there after the glory of God. Paul said none of those things have moved him. I thought about the word stability this week when I studied. It means to be stable. It means to be established. It means to be steady. It means to be firm. And it means to stand without moving. And you know what Paul wants? You know what Paul has said to you and I tonight? Hey, what we need tonight is some stickability. And just stay in there for the glory of God. Again, in our text verse tonight, Paul said, none of these things move me. My dad's been in heaven now 13 years. And before my dad went to heaven, he I preached and pastored churches 55 years. And uh, daddy told me right before he went to heaven, he said, son, you know what? I said, what? He said, I don't see much commitment and stability in our churches anymore. And, uh, and how true that is tonight. Thank God for somebody had to just stay by the stuff. Had to stay enough for God and stand out for the glory of God. Let, let me just say this for our priest tonight. It don't take much to move some people. <laughs> I, I don't know why I thought of this illustration. But I remember back in the 70s, the church was pastoring. I, I got up one Wednesday night and I said, if you sell church and plant your taters, potatoes, I, I said, I'm going to pray they rot. Now, I was a young preacher then. I didn't know you were supposed to say that. But I said that. 
And guess what happened? I had a couple out of my church that night that stayed home and planted their potatoes. It would, hey, you know what? They left. That guy told me, said, I can't believe you said that. I said, you knew I was home planting my potatoes. I didn't have the foggiest idea where he was at. Hey, listen to me now. God, give us some folk tonight. Had to stay in there for the glory of God. It don't take much to move some folk. <laughs> uh, listen to me. I'm talking about just staying there for the glory of God. I thought about Daniel this week. I was preaching revival this week. And uh, one night I preached out Daniel chapter six. And you know the story there in Daniel six. How uh, they were jealous of Daniel. When Daniel got promoted from chapter five over the interpretation and chapter number six, he got promoted over everything. And as a result of that, they were jealous. And they go to the king and the presidents and the princes. I go to the king, King Darius, and says, son, I want you to sign a degree. And uh, you see, they couldn't find anything wrong with Daniel. So when they couldn't find anything wrong with it, they go to King Darius and say, uh, I want you to sign a degree. If anybody's caught praying in the next 30 days, They'll be thrown into a den of lions. Not a lion's den. You can have a lion's den not have lions. You can have a dog house not have dog. But into a den of lions. And so uh, King Darius signed a degree. And Daniel said in chapter number six, our verse 10, how when he knew the writing was signed, he went into his chambers and his windows being opened out towards Jerusalem. Uh, hello, are y'all hearing me preach? I got down on his knees and prayed three times a day. I like it. Listen to me now. God, give us some stickability tonight. Hey, God, give us some folk tonight. And just stand out for the glory of God. Uh, are you hearing me tonight? I'm talking about stickability. Hey, I'm talking about just staying out for God. By the way, I've heard people get up and they would give a testimony and they would say, would y'all let me pray I'll not turn back? I want to stand up and say, what are you going to turn back to? Where are you going back? What are you turning back to? Hey, brother, you're right what you said tonight. Being saved is fun. It's fun to be a Christian, thank God. <laughs> Had I not never been a Christian, I would never seen the black men down there run. <laughs> are you hearing me? Uh, but it's more fun than that. I'm just telling you this evening, thank God, uh, for those that will stand there and will not be moved tonight. Yeah. Notice, notice, and I'm watching the clock, but notice this tonight. Bible says in verse 24, but none how those things move me. I got thinking about that this week. What is he talking about? Now, this is not my message. I just, I just want to give you this before I preach. What is he talking about? None of those things move me. Let's see what he's talking about. Look back at verse 18. Paul said in verse 18, latter part of it, Paul said in after this manner, I have been, I have been with you and all, give me that next word. I, I, you know, I'm old. I don't have my hearing aids here. Let's do it again. After that, he said in the verse here, I have been with you in all seasons. seasons. I'll say, listen now, seasons didn't move Paul. Our life is made up of seasons. We go through this and we go through that and we go through this and we go through that. But thank God seasons did not move Paul. I think about what Solomon said. To everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. And I'll tell you something about Our life goes through different seasons. Even about Santa Claus. We believe in Santa Claus. We don't believe in Santa Claus. 
We pretend to be Santa Claus. We look like Santa Claus. <laughs> huh? How, I don't know where I come from, but anyhow, how life goes through different seasons. And I'll just say this to you now. Our seasons did not move Paul. I, I seen about my dad this afternoon. I dad been in heaven now 13 years. How my dad was my preacher. My dad was my pastor. My dad was the man that I looked to. And uh, I watched my dad down through the years. Hey, I, I, I saw folk that would uh, do him wrong and did do him wrong, even in the ministry. But I seen him take money that I knew that he needed to give somebody else and put somewhere else and give to his. Listen to me tonight. I, I watched my dad. And all day, I, I saw his life through different seasons. And at 86 years old, he's laying on the bed, eating up with cancer, and with a smile on his face, and the glow of God on his face, mm-hmm. and an old black back school field Bible that he preached out down through the years has laid right beside of him. Boy, he checked out in this world. He started talking to somebody that we didn't know who he was talking to just a few minutes before he left. <laughs> Are y'all with me? And I'll tell you, I watched my dad go through different seasons. And I'll just say this to you tonight. Our life tonight is made up of seasons. And Paul said, even though there are seasons, listen to me, our life goes through different seasons tonight. Oh my, listen to me tonight. Oh, and here's what I started saying. In our older age, as we grow older like Brother Looney, <laughs> we should not be moved. I, 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 I thought about this. All those years of pastoring, thank God there was some that stayed in there to the end. But I I had buried people down through the years that got up in years and their wife or their husband won. After their loved one passed away, how they would get out of church and they would not come back to church. Let me tell you something tonight. God wants you and I had to stand out for the glory of God. Hey, Jesus did not move, Paul. I'm not going to preach that, but I, by the way, our, our families go through seasons. Yeah. I couldn't believe the day that Jeremy Simpson come and got my little girl. I couldn't believe that was happening. I was preaching all over the country, everywhere. They told me they were going to get married. Guess what happened? They said, you been to church a certain day in July. She got married. But guess what? It's pretty good right now. Oh, yeah, them grandbabies are wonderful. Can I tell you something better than that? It's them great grandbabies. By the way, keep praying for Ezekiel. I, I, I want to say to you tonight, I, our family goes through seasons. I, I know where this folk at tonight has got out church because of certain situations and seasons and family. Stay in there for God. Our churches go through seasons. I mean, listen, there'll be a time that It'll be like it's been right here the last two weeks. But then there'll come that space and that time. That things are not like that always. I'll tell you something now. Hey, ch- churches go through different seasons. Now, Paul said them seasons didn't move me. Yeah. It's not always swinging off the microphones. It's, it's not always jumping a pew. Uh, I'll tell you, it's not always that way. But I'll say, stay with your church, thank God. Hey, stay with the man of God. Hey, churches go through seasons. I love this verse. Blessed is a man. I walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. I sinneth in the way of sinners. I said in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And the law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree 
planted. I like to be planted, don't you? Planted by, by the rivers of waters. It shall bring forth his fruit in his seasons. And his leaves shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Hey, listen now, it's your season right now. Uh, it's your season, Calvary. And I'll say this time in my life, it's my season. And right now, I want to do what I can, what I can, as long as I can for the glory of God. How about this out, man? It's good to be in the work of God. It's good to be serving God. Hey, listen to me now. Churches go through seasons. Seasons didn't move Paul. Notice something else real quick before I preach. Notice verse 19. Serving the Lord. Serving the Lord. You know, service never moved Paul. And uh, down through the years of pastoring, I, I would put responsibility around somebody to do certain things in the church. And, uh, and through the responsibility of service, they would feel led to go somewhere else. Service did not move Paul. And I'll tell you, we get tired and we get weary. But I'll tell you, even in our tiredness and our weariness tonight, hey, that doesn't move us tonight. Stand up for God. You may be worried. You may be tired tonight. Stand up for God. Are you listening? Bus worker, I'll say Sunday school teacher. And uh, I got to do something this morning. I got to do hardly this whole year. I got to go to church and hear my pastor preach. I, I don't get to do that a lot. And man, I enjoyed it. And I sat there this morning, and old Stan, our Sunday school teacher, didn't he do a good job, Mom? He taught on prayer. And uh, I'm telling you, it was wonderful. He taught Brother David Gibbs his outline and did a good job with it. It was good. And, uh, and, and, but here's what I start to say to you. There's times we get weary. There's times we get tired. And there's times, are you listening to me? But service didn't move Paul. My daddy asked me this question. Right before he went to heaven, he said, son, don't ask you a question. He said, I'm hearing from the younger generation and the younger preachers. They're talking about burnout. He said, what is that? He thought it was something they did down at the drag strip. He said, what is that? See, my dad pastored, sometimes he'd pastor two churches at a time. And uh, he probably preached it too. I don't know if he pastored them or not. And uh, two churches, uh, had a farm, owned a tree company, and worked third shift at Chatham Blanket. And pastored those churches. And uh, burnout, what is burnout? Hey, service sometimes moves. Are you listening? I, I, I can I say this real quick in verse 19 again. Serving the Lord with all humility of mind. And with many, what's the next word? Tears. I, can I tell you this? Now, sadness didn't move Paul. I'm going somewhere with this. I sadness did not move Paul. And I'll just say this to you now. Problems are going to come. Sadness are going to come. If you live long enough, you'll bury your family. Yeah. I didn't understand in 08 why God wanted me to come off mission field and take a church. I meant I'd love what I was doing. Helping start churches all out west in Canada. And I love what, I didn't understand that. And uh, God put in my heart to come to Yankeeville to take a church. And I did that, and I was there for 11 years. And I didn't understand that. But when I got home, I began to understand why. I burned my dad, I burned my mom, burned my brother, burned my sister, burned another sister, burned my father-in-law, burned my mother-in-law. Are y'all hearing me? And here's what I want to say to you now. Sadness didn't move Paul. And when sadness comes, hey, listen, that's a good time to get close to God. Don't get far from God. Oh, J.T. Lyons was missionary in Africa for 35 years. And it was three months after his mother had passed away before they got word to him that his mother had passed away. 
He said this in Luke Paul, look at verse 19. I'm going somewhere with this. Serve the Lord with all humility of mind. How many tears? What's that next word? Send it, move Paul. Do I need to stop right there a few minutes? Send it, move Paul. Oh, no, I said, listen, how sad it is tonight. There are so many falling into the clutches of sin. How about sin didn't move, Paul? You want me to tell you the answer to that? You want me to tell you the answer to that? Say, fresh in love with Jesus. Yeah, are, are you hearing me? A man that would say, fresh in love with Jesus, uh, the opposite sex is not going to bother him too much. A woman that say, fresh in love with Jesus, hello, I'm preaching good. Uh, that opposite sex, no, sin did not move, Paul. I tell you something else that didn't move. Look at verse 20. How he kept back nothing that was profitable unto you, but have showed you. He's talking to the elders of Ephesus. And uh, you know what? The saints didn't move him. How the saints didn't move him. Preacher told me how they said, uh, I would really enjoy pastoring if it weren't for people. <laughs> I don't know how I don't know how to I can't program that but anyhow are you listening to me the saints didn't move Paul and, uh, and, and, and when Demas done him wrong guess what he stayed right in there and when the others done him wrong he stayed right in there can I make a statement a lot of people down through the, I'm not having a pity part I'm just making a statement a lot of the people down through the years I've been saved 51 years this year and a lot of people down through the years that, that I invested in and put my life in and even finances in a lot of them done me the dirtiest. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to keep on investing. Yeah. I'm going to keep on, hello, I'm going to keep on investing. Yeah. Oh, listen to that. The saints didn't move, Paul. I'm going to preach, look at verse 21. Testifying both of the Jews and the Greeks also. Repentance towards God. He's not lost people now. And that may I say this tonight. Sinners didn't move, Paul. Sinners didn't move, Paul. Hey, Paul, how about Alexander the carpersmith? He did you much harm, didn't he, Paul? Why, he denied the resurrection and caused you much hurt. But you know what? I didn't move, Paul. Hello. <laughs> he, just, <laughs> he just stayed right in there for the glory of God. Look at verse 23. Saying the Holy Ghost, we witnessing in every city, saying that bonds and afflictions abide in me. Suffering didn't move, Paul. Are you hearing None of these things move, Paul. Now, I've got down what I want to preach on, and I, 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 I've laid a big foundation. I'm going to set this little bitty house on it, okay? So I'm not going to preach just a minute. Uh, none of these things move, Paul. And I'll just say this to you tonight. By the grace of God, that's you and I don't be moved tonight. Things will come. Life doesn't stay the same. Hey, hear me tonight. By the grace of God, get a truckload of grit and grace, thank God. That's staying out for God. Now, look at verse 21, or verse 24, but none of those things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy in the ministry of which I have received the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. I want to leave four little things out of that verse that, I, I, that helped Paul finish well. And can I just say this tonight? At this season in my life, at this time in my life, I want to finish well. Yeah. Yes, yes. I, I, I said I want to finish well. Amen. I don't want to wobble on the shelf. Right. I don't want to back up. I don't want to change. I'll stay with the right book. I'll stay with the right crowd. Hey, I want to stay with God. Amen. I said it this time. By the grace of God, I do not want to change. Amen. Amen. Notice in the verse, 
Paul finished right, first of all, because he had a determination that was unmovable. A determination that's unmovable. Every time I read verse 24, but none of these things move me. A determination that's unmovable. A, 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 a determination, man, that's unmovable. When I think about Paul tonight, and I don't have time to preach this, but in Acts 14, you'll find that Paul and Barnabas are on their first missionary trip. And if you look in Acts 14, and again, I'm not going to read all of it, but in Acts 14, on that first missionary trip, the Bible said they came hither also Jews from Antioch and Iconium and persecuted the people, having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposedly that he was dead. Howbeit, as the disciples stood round about him, he rose up and came into the city and the next day departed uh, with Barnabas to dirt. I thought about that. They stoned him. They left him for dead. They stoned him. They left him for dead. Come here, Brother Abel. Come here, Brother Looney. Here's, the Bible said in that verse, I'm in Acts 14, if you want to look at it, in verse 19. Bible said in verse 19, or verse 20, how be it as the disciples stood around him. Come up here. Uh, anybody want to be dead tonight? <laughs> I need, come give me a little boy up here. Anybody? Somebody come and die. Somebody lay down right here. I'm getting... Come here, buddy. I got, come on, I got money for you. Come up here. <laughs> you take credit card. <laughs> come up here. Oh, Lord, I thought I had some change, but anyhow, there. <laughs> but anyhow, lay down right there. Just lay down. That word around in verse 20 there that I read, that word, Brother Looney, would you stand there? Would you stand there, Brother Abel? I'm going to stand here. Let me get over here. You stand there and you stand there. The Bible said in the verse there, they stood around. And that word around there in that particular verse in verse 20 means encircled. They're standing there. They're looking down at the apostle Paul because he supposedly is dead. They circled him. Here's what they done. You do the eulogy. You do the committal. And I'll do the main service. They're planning his funeral. But all of a sudden, an arm began to raise up. <laughs> Put it back down. <laughs> do it like you laugh. All of a sudden, an arm. <laughs> all of a sudden, another arm. All of a sudden, he stood up. Watch this. The Bible said, watch the verse. How be it? I'm in Acts 14. Y'all look at verse 20. How be it? As the disciples stood around about him. And by the way, that word around and rose up. Look at the verse. And rose up. You know what that word rose means? It's found 111 times in the New Testament. 35 of it has to do with the resurrection. He stands up. Watch the verse. He rose up and came to the city. And the next day he departed 
with Barnabas to Derby. You know how far that is? That's 18 miles away. The man just got up from being almost dead. And by the fact, I believe it was dead if you believe the Bible. Amen. Second Corinthians, don't it, brother? Yes, sir. Second Corinthians bears out the fact he died. He, descended, he ascended into the third heaven. But you know what happened? He got up. And uh, had I got stoned like that, I would have had to have 90 days in ICU. <laughs> I would have had to have, uh, 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 flowers would have been sent to me on a weekly basis from the church. And the pastor would have had to come by and see me. And, uh, and when I did get up and had enough sense to know what I was doing, I would immediately call a, a lot of Christian law association. I've been done wrong. I've been stoned. This ain't right. But he didn't do that. Right. He got up. I'm talking about a determination that's unmovable. He got up, looked at Barnabas, said, we got an 18-mile walk. Come on. Yeah. And went in the next, I'm about to shout. Are y'all hearing me? God, thank you, brother. Give us some folk tonight. Thank you, gentlemen. There, give us some folk tonight. That's got a determination tonight. Thank God that's unmovable. I'm telling you, it's about a hell of high water. Just get up. Go on for the glory of God. Second thing in this text, he didn't only have a determination that was unmovable. Look at verse 24 again. Acts 20, 24. But none of those things moved me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself. He didn't only have a determination that was unmovable, but he had a dedication that was unexplainable. <laughs> a dedication that's unexplainable. Neither count I my life dear unto myself. <laughs> that's, a, that's a dedication that's unexplainable. Paul said, I'm giving it for you. My dedication, I'm giving it for you. I, I don't count my life anything. I'm doing that for you. As a matter of fact, he said this. Romans chapter 9, chapter 10, both. Paul said, I could wish it myself were a curse from Christ, from my brother, my kinsman, according to the flesh. And that, that word of curse, if you said it, it's only found four times in the New Testament. And it means devoted to destruction. And you know what Paul is saying? If it means me dying and going to hell to get them saved, so let it be. I'm talking about a dedication. That's unexplainable to that. He said, I count not my life dear to myself. No, sir, I'm going to give it for the cause of Christ. I'm going to give it for others, thank God. You know what we need tonight? We need folk tonight, listen to me. That's got a determination that's unmovable. That's got a dedication that's unexplainable. Hmm. I, I, I mean, when everybody says you're crazy, when they, and by the way, they'll tell you that. Well, it's crazy to go out on a Saturday and work a bus route. Man, you could be fishing. You could be playing golf. I quit doing that. They quit mowing where I play. <laughs> You, a lot of things. I'm talking about, listen to me, a dedication that's unexplainable. Paul said, I count not my life anything. Uh, I, I give it all for the cause of Christ. And may I say to you tonight, this time in my life, at my age, and it's for young people also, hey, I, I want that tonight. I want a dedication that's unexplainable. I want to give it all for Christ tonight. There's just one life. That life will soon be passed. And all that's done for Christ is all that's going to last. Notice the third thing in this verse. None of those things move me. Neither can I my life dear unto myself. Watch this part. So that I might finish my course with joy. That's a delight that's uncomparable. That's why he kept on. He had a delight that was uncomparable. 
And I'll just say this. We've already said it, but I'll say it again. It's a real joy to serve the Lord. If I had my life to live over, if I had this whole thing to run through again, I'd want to do the same thing again. I don't have no... I don't have no sad stories to tell. I don't have any pity parties to pitch. I'll tell you the ministry's been good to me. How the ministry's been, I'm telling you tonight, I've enjoyed the ministry. I've enjoyed serving God. And if God never called me to preach, I would still enjoy serving God. I give it out tracks, telling the story. I witness and telling about him. Hey, listen to me now. He's got a joy, thank God. And a a joy, I thank God, a delight. That's uncomparable tonight. Somebody said he had that light that was uncomparable because of the Damascus Road. No. He had that light that was that delight that was uncomparable because of the Calvary Road. Paul said, For the love of Christ constraineth me. You know what he's talking about? He's not talking about his love for Christ. He's talking about Christ's love for him. How that Christ died for him. And I'll tell you something out real quick. To think that he would die for me. Man, I ought to be in hell tonight. Are y'all hearing me preach? I deserve nothing tonight. I'm telling you, I deserve nothing tonight. But I won't tell you, 51 years ago, on a Thursday night, the Holy Ghost come by. That's something for me, thank God. Nobody else could do. Mm. Oh, boy. A delight that's uncomparable. I'm closing. Look at the verse. He said, I might finish my course with joy. Get this part. And the ministry which I received of the Lord Jesus Christ, to testify, watch this, to testify the gospel of the grace of God. Get my thought and I'm done. He had a determination that was unmovable. How about you? He had a dedication that was unexplainable. How about you? He had a delight that was uncomparable. How about you? But look at the verse. Testifying the gospel of the grace of God. He had a duty that was undeniable. I got to tell it. I got, <laughs> mm. I got, I got, mm. I, uh, listen, I, I don't be ugly, but listen to this. I do not understand people that tell me God has called them to preach and they never preach. Son, I'm telling you, I would explode. It builds up in me. It's still real. I can't get it out like I one time could. I'm old, but it's still there and it still thrills me. And it still excites me. And I still get excited. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. Hey, listen to me now. A duty that's undeniable. Paul said, my duty is to testify the gospel of Christ. And I'll tell you this tonight. That's our duty tonight. And I'll dare, listen to me now. Hey, stability. Just staying out for God. You got a duty to perform. I got a duty to perform. Stability. 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 Yeah, stability because... Determination that was un a determination that was unmovable. A dedication that's unexplainable. A delight that's uncomparable. And a duty that's undeniable. Do y'all remember this? Glory, hallelujah. I shall not be moved. Anchored in Jehovah, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree planted by the waters. I shall not be moved. In his love abiding, I shall not be moved. Uh, In him confiding, I shall not be moved. Though all hell assess me, I shall not be moved. 
Jesus will never fail me. I shall not be moved. Though the tempest rage, I shall not be moved. On the rock of ages, I shall not be moved. Paul writes those last verses to the next to the last chapter to the most carnal church in the Bible. 1 Corinthians 15. Paul gives 57 verses. 1 Corinthians 15. Paul gives 57 verses on the resurrection. Verse 58 says this, Therefore, my beloved brother, be you steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Look up here. I read that some time ago, and I said, Paul, I don't know if I'd have put that verse there or not. Because the first 57 verses, now hear me out, you're looking at me strange. But is that the right place? But I said, Paul, he's given 57 verses on the resurrection. Christ lives, Christ lives. Boy, the choir hit it tonight. It's great. And then the Holy Ghost said, look at the verse again. And I looked at the verse again. He said, look at the first word. He said, therefore. Okay, Paul, therefore. Therefore, is heaven rest what he just said. And the Holy Ghost said, don't you got it yet? In other words, as long as he's alive, you can be steadfast. Now, if he dies, we got a problem. Y'all ain't getting it. Therefore, my beloved brother, because he's alive, you can be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord for as much as you know your labor. As long as he don't die, we got it made. Are y'all hearing me? I, I, I said, I said, as long as he don't die. Therefore, because he's alive, there ain't any excuse not to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. They boiled old John in oil. Thought they'd get rid of him. Throwed him out on a rocky, lonely island called the Isle of Patmos. While John's out there on the Isle of Patmos, somebody comes by and visits with him and lays his right hand up on John's back and said, John, I'm he that liveth. I was dead. But behold, I'm, <laughs> Lord have mercy, I'm alive forevermore. And I have the keys of death and hell. Look up here and listen to me. As long as he don't die, you ought to be steadfast, unmovable, abounding in the work of God. None of those things move me. Somebody come to the piano so I'll quit preaching. Listen, none of, don't start playing yet, just come. None <laughs> Look up here and listen to me. None of those things move me. Paul summed up his life by 
Faith, 2 Timothy chapter 4, you'll find this. Faith, fight, finish. 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 Look up here. Don't wobble on the shaft. Don't stop. Do you realize getting out of the will of God, what it'll cost you? Do you realize the hurt and the damage that does to your family? When you get out of the will of God, Dad. Are you hearing me? I'm I'm, I'm telling you this tonight. I don't know whenever God's ever burned a message on my heart to preach anymore than this tonight. Listen to me. Therefore, be steadfast and unmovable. The secret to spiritual stability. Termination that's unmovable. A dedication that's unexplainable. A delight that's uncomparable. And a duty that's undeniable. You know what we all need? We all need a great big truck load of what Meshach, Shadrach, and Amendigo had. You do what you want to, king. Play your music. Give your hamburgers out or whatever you want to do. We ain't bending and we ain't bowing. I love it. I love it. Are you listening to me? I started that way and I want to finish that way. Let's stand with our heads bowed. Father, I pray tonight as our musicians begin to play right softly on the instruments, I pray the Spirit of God will speak to our hearts tonight. Lord, I pray tonight that you'll give, and I I realize I'm in one of the greatest churches in the country. I know that. Lord, I'm humbled and honored to even be behind this pulpit after this good man of God. But I know in our good fundamental churches, there are those from time to time that are tempted to turn back, quit. Lord, I pray tonight that you'll, Lord, you'll give everybody in this room a whole great big load of grit and grace and determination. Lord, maybe they might just come to the altar tonight and say, dear God, help me just stay in here for God. I need to stay in here for my wife. I need to stay in here for my children. I need to stay in here for my husband. I need to stay in here for the sake of my church and my pastor. I need to stay in here for the sake of Christ. None of those things moved him. God, may we not be moved for any reason, but God, may we stay in here for the cause of Christ. I pray tonight, oh God, that you'll give grit and grace, determination. God, meet needs tonight. Have your way. If there's somebody here lost tonight, I pray this will be the night that they'll come to an altar and get saved by the grace of God. Our heads are bowed while nobody's looking. How about you tonight? Our heads are bowed. I wonder if God spoke to your heart tonight. If he did, I'll tell you what y'all do. Y'all to move out from right now. Y'all to come. How many raise your hands and say, Preacher, I needed that message. I want to stand out for God. I needed that. Will you pray for me tonight? I want to see your hand. I'm raising mine before you do. I, I see them all over the building. Want you to come and pray? You come right on. You mind God, Preacher. All right. Host tonight. And well, I appreciate the great challenge that we received tonight. It's amazing how it was sort of coupled with the message that I brought this morning. I don't think God does anything like that by accident. I think he's an on-purpose God. Maybe there's someone here tonight and the devil's just been working on you, just trying to get you discouraged. Maybe you're going through a difficult season right now. Maybe you're going through a time of suffering. And tonight... Maybe you just come and find find a place around this altar and just 
dedicate yourself to the Lord. It could be there's someone here tonight that needs to rededicate your life to Christ. Tonight you'd come and do that. We're just going to keep our heads bowed just for a minute. We're, we'll sing in a, in a moment, but if you're here tonight and you're going to be baptized, if you want to go ahead and leave where you are, come around to the baptistry rooms. There are workers there that are going to meet you there tonight. So if you're going to be baptized, you go ahead and come forward, and there'll be some workers there to meet you tonight. Can I ask this real quickly tonight? You know, God was doing something really unique this morning. It's very possible that there's somebody here tonight that needs the Lord. So first of all, I want to ask you this. If you died tonight, how many are here tonight? You say, Pastor, if I died tonight, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt that I would go to heaven. You'd slip your hand up right now. You'd say, Pastor, I know I'm born again. Hallelujah. That's wonderful. You can lower your hands without anybody looking, without anybody looking around. I wonder if there may be one here tonight anywhere would say, Pastor, I could not raise my hand. I'm going to be honest. I'm not 100% sure. I want to go to heaven. I want to go to heaven, but I'm just not 100% sure that I would go. And I, I would appreciate it if you'd pray for me tonight. Without anybody looking tonight, you just slip your hand up between you and the Lord. You just say, Pastor, pray for me. Pray for me. Pray for me. God bless you. Thank you. Is there another? Is there another? Right now, you'd say, Pastor, pray for me. Pray for me. I'm going to do what I said. I'm going to pray tonight. And we're going we're gonna to have what we call an invitation, which just simply means the Lord's inviting you to come. And I'm going to ask some of our personal workers again, if they just come, just come up here to the front. If you're watching by way of live stream tonight, can I have your attention just for a minute? There's a number on your screen right now. And it's very important that you call that number. If you're watching tonight, I want you to call that number. 704-327-5662, you call that number. And I promise you, somebody's standing by right now. And they want to answer your call. They, they'd love to take some time and tell you how you can know Christ as your Savior. Or if you're watching and you've got a heavy, heavy burden tonight, call that number. We'd love to pray with you over the phone. I'm going to invite you to come tonight. And we would love to help you. We'd love to pray with you tonight. It could be you've got a heavy burden. You need someone to pray with you. You come tonight while we wait. Father, thank you for the great, great admonition that we've received tonight. Simple, but so important. Because Lord, in this day and time in which we're living, so many seem to be falling by the wayside, no longer in the service of the Lord. And so, Lord, I have not a, uh, not, not a, there's not a shadow of a doubt tonight in my mind that this was the message that our church needed. God, help us to be stable. Lord, help us to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Tonight, I pray that you'd help folks come. I pray our Calvary folks would come, and I, I pray we'd find some time to pray, pray for souls tonight. And then, Lord, I pray for these that have raised their hands and said they're not 100% sure of heaven. Lord, I pray that you'd give them the wherewithal, give them the courage to step out. And we would love to pray with them tonight. Lord, have your way now, please, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Our heads are